Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Rolling on on this Friday. We got some guardrails. We got some guardrails. We have to take breaks. We were commercial free for a little bit because our system went down. So Always got to watch that line. I like the breaks. Come on, I think you walked out of the room. I was saying during our break, I'm like, I, I need the breaks to freaking stop the show for a little bit. No need. That felt too podcasty. Now, there is a need on this show. There's a line, and we get close to it just about every block. There's no such thing as segments. All right, I got to get some updates on gambling and these scandals. Uh, but first, and this goes for a lot of the coaching misconduct allegations around college football. DeMond sends over a story today. You saw that P.J. Fleck, Captain Sweater, over at uh, Minnesota, went to the state fair, and I guess they asked him about what he was hearing from different fans at the state fair. Yeah, and it was just beat Iowa. Why haven't we beat them yet? So no fan, P.J. Fleck, wanted to ask, so what are you doing over there? Well, what are you referencing? Uh, just all of the misconduct that he had. I also Well, 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 well hold on. There were allegations. They are. I mean, let's be fair. They're allegations. It's a toxic culture, okay? Yeah, the former player said it was like a cult, and it's a toxic atmosphere there. Do you think anyone at the Minnesota... I mean, if I were there, maybe I would have done it. Like, are there going to be rival Big Ten fans who want to bust his chops? Like, is any Gopher fan going to walk up to P.J. Fleck and be like, bro, are you you treating the kids the right way? No, they just want to win. Yep. (laughs) And that is, I swear, that is 98% of fans in every market. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I'm, not, I'm not even addressing like the walk up to the coach and say it. No, that, but not that'd be weird too. But most fans do not care when they hear these stories. No, but not, and not to completely change it, but I I will to the the Florida documentary, which is I've seen a lot of Florida fans say, "Hey, this was so cool that they made a documentary and celebrated our success <laughs> instead of harping on all the negatives." Yeah, like who cares? The negatives were the only story. Well, they weren't the only story, they, but, yes, but they that, were. that's why you make a documentary. Of course. And it's, it's like it was made for Florida fans by Florida fans is like what people are saying. Oh, bah. Man, that's bad. Well, the, what, what, you just want to ignore like covering up for potential murder yes. and like free, basically having drug dealers playing for your team. Although like nobody wants to see that in a documentary. That's silly, but that's it's the same. Yep. Like, we don't care about what our coach is no. doing or how he's treating people win games. Most college towns and fan bases are completely broken. And meanwhile, meanwhile almost the exact opposite. When, what did I say about Michigan? I was like, John Beeline was the cleanest coach in the country, and they weren't quite winning, but they were doing they were doing well. And people were like, oh, Juwan's going to take him to the next level. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be terrible. He's going to cheat and treat everybody terrible. Like, I don't want, I don't want this. It, it, is, it is kind of an opposite Demond, way to look at Demond it. Come on every day, and it's the same couple stories, but we hit it early in the week about the trailer and some of the reaction to the Florida documentary, and... Every day he sends over a new reminder. He's like, I hate this even more. Yeah. I'm I not hate, even going to hate watch it. I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. And I was so looking forward to a good documentary on a school that had a lot of success, but had a guy in Tim Tebow who could probably have his own 10-part documentary. But let's find out more about him. And then there was the downside of it all the way down to Aaron Hernandez. And 37 encounters with players over the years with law enforcement. I know. And those, and those, and those, well, those are the ones that actually happened and were reported. I think arrests. You're the right. It was encounters were like You're in right. the 80s or 90s with a fixer. Yeah, the the encounters were probably yeah. dozens beyond. Yeah, 
and we're not going to get any you know, of that in the documentary. Let's make a documentary about how good they were. I Who honestly, cares? I don't even remember how good they were. Like, I guess are they an all? Oh, they, you should watch the documentaries. How good they were. Well, I will. Ad- great you know run. what? I do. I do have to admit, even though it was a short time ago, one of the things I did like about the Manziel documentary, even though it was kind of lame, it was the highlights. I forgot how freaking good he was. That's true. So that part I liked, but but I. I was waiting for a payoff, and we got a little bit of it in the Manziel thing about just how obnoxious he got and just grabbing every money opportunity he could. And then I, I said it, you know, a couple, whatever it was, a week ago about him going on the field and, like, may have still been hung over, and Kingsbury's like, man, eh, that's the way it goes, and not using a playbook. Like, just screw it. Do what I want. Like, I mean, the, the Vegas trip on that could have been four parts. Yeah. It was, like, eight seconds. Yep. Like, there, there were so many things that were glossed. His completely just ignoring his friend the rest of his life. Was I mean, that is, that's less a, than 10 seconds of the documentary. That's a brilliant topic. Like, how easily can yeah. you cut people off? Yeah. Demond. Literally your best friend who, who, who like, put himself in jeopardy for you. Damon, who's the last close person you just cut off? I mean, uh, I, assume, I, I, mean I assume it's going to be Ari after he ripped you to shreds an hour uh, ago behind no, the scenes. No, I've recently... I got cut off earlier this year, actually. <laughs> you got cut off. <laughs> yeah, toxic. A, a friend got too drunk one night, and everybody's just like, yo, man, you got to quit doing this. You know, and he sent the text of like, you know what? I need some self-reflection. You're right. Got a new number. Haven't heard from him in months. <laughs> we were the problem. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's we got to save this topic, Wait, and we're terrible at saving topics. You don't see Jared every day at work. <laughs> no, it's not Jared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not Jared. I don't. I think I'm so selfish that I wouldn't even recognize if someone cut me off. Wow. Because I probably I don't care. Like, I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize that they cut me off. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And when you're in an iMessage group chat and then those texts start turning green, it's like, what happened to him? Wait, what wow. does that mean? Please explain to the old guy. What does that mean? <laughs> green. He has an iPhone. The messages weren't sent in blue anymore. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we're just blocked. That hurts. Not going. Well, not you've cut people there. off, right? Yeah, many. I just like, my, done. Like grandma. I forgot. That's right. Although over half of her grandkids did, so I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's just me. And I, it's pro- I would say at some point it's probably a you issue. If more than half of your grandkids don't talk to you, yeah. probably you. Still doesn't think so. But All right. okay. <laughs> so I do believe going back to Minnesota. I do believe PJ Fleck is kind of a crumb. I don't think he is consistent with his leadership. Um, he's another another one of those guys, and there's many around college football who are very angry and bitter at athletes when they leave him. But, oh, boy, will he use the transfer portal to bring in players? You bet your ass. Right? And the same thing with the guy at Pittsburgh. And then there's Kirk Ferentz, who I think has had some real bad moments recently. First of all, I don't know why his son is still there. You know, we know nepotism is a real big problem in football and the real world. So he's got this gambling scandal. Right? Iowa officials are all over it. So Iowa State kids and Iowa kids are in the crosshairs, right? I mean, they're potentially going to get jail time. And while a lot of gambling stories on this show will be like, well, they're kind of, you know, things are being overdone. It's not that big a deal. I don't even remember what you said about the scandal. Did you look at this and go, it's not a big deal? Or when kids bet on their team, like that's just, you, you, you can't do it. And I don't care if it was the freaking backup kicker because you could still have inside information. Well, I like that they were betting the unders. That was pretty wise. 
right? Okay, I, so they I were good. It's like, oh, we know we're not scoring this week. They were good betters, but you're not supposed to bet. Come on. That's the no, one line can't. you can't cross. Can't. So there's no there's no negotiating. There's no debating that one. Here's Kirk Ferentz the other day. I think he just decided out of nowhere that he was going to pull, because his kids are you know embroiled in this thing, some whataboutism. I still find it highly unusual or uh, interesting that, you know, there's two schools, two major universities affected in the whole country on this topic, and I, I can't imagine... These are only two two universities that have students gambling. Can't imagine that. And I, I you know, I understand the rules. I get all that. But and my guess is we could probably fill, uh, maybe not Phil Kinnick. We couldn't fill Kinnick, but probably could fill Kinnick with all the college student student athletes that have student athletes or students that have gambled. And again, I, I understand we're compliant to the NCAA rules. I get that, but I just think probably needs to be rethought a little bit. Really, does it need to be rethought? That is a sixty-plus-year-old football coach at a major university. Who is, like again is untouchable? He had his son and this the freaking stupid strength coach years of being just a holes to kids. You watch that happen, and now the message you just sent to your current roster is, "Hey, what the guys were doing on the, the gambling front, not that big a deal." No, it was a big deal, and the whataboutism is disgusting. We have, we have so many college football coaches making millions of dollars. God, I hate doing the speech all the time with the dedication and loyalty and all this stuff about leadership who are terrible leaders when they actually have to lead. That is so weak. I, I would have like, I mean, honestly, it would have been maybe silly, but I would have just followed up with, what does it say about your team that they're all betting the under when you're playing? Yeah, that's a good what does it too. say about you as a yeah. coach? How do you feel about your son who's the OC, <laughs> who you brought back again? Yeah. And the, your, your own team believes... Your offense is so bad that they're betting under. So ridiculous. People get in such a selfish bubble. Like, bruh. I mean, really, really. Uh, do you wonder why the kids are like, hey, there are no rules? No. I don't wonder. They don't They don't get why gambling on your own freaking team, you can't do it. It's not. And this isn't a, you know, oh, the NCAA with, you know, the coach bought someone a cheeseburger. Th- th- this ain't it, okay? What are, you, what are we reexamining? This is a... State government issue. This isn't the NCAA. It's your state. Well, I think that's what he said. I'm, I'm sure he wanted to say, how dare these mother, yeah. you know, coming after us. Do they want you know, us to win or not? You know who I am? Yeah. You know what we do for the economy? Exactly. Yeah, they do. I think that he's, you know what, I'm going to defend Kurt Ferentz here. Because to quote Nino Brown in New Jack City, this is bigger than Nino Brown. This is big business. Kirk Ferentz is saying this is bigger than Iowa and Iowa State. This right. is happening all over the country, and everybody's ignoring it. So ridiculous. There you go. There's one of your leaders. A celebrated coach. But the thing is, like Iowa football is not Iowa football anymore. No, and they've like, that's well. No, that was it's it's kind of the same theme with Pat Fitzgerald. Like, you know, you want to act like a bully and a jackass and abuse the kids. Like, win. Better win at a high level. Win. Now you don't even win. By the way, where? I hope hopefully uh, our good friend Cabby is listening. He's got some great great stories about poker lately. But I said like seven years ago on the show something that he's been mad about for seven years, and now I think I'm right. What like was I, it? When when Harbaugh came in, I said Ohio State, and Michigan own this conference now. Nobody else is competing. I was not going to compete. They're not going to win at that level. Yeah. Everybody else is going to be left in the dust. And for about three years, he would every year, maybe like every weekend, Iowa won again. Iowa won again. Michigan lost. Iowa won. It's true. There's two schools in the Big Ten. Sorry, Rutgers, uh, whatever. 
There's two schools in the Big Ten. We try. Like I said. We're trying to be Iowa. So I Minus right, the gambling. I was right about that. T- today's just I was right about everything. That I was right about that, too. And I haven't heard from him in a while about that. Well, that's a good note to go out on. We'll take a break. Come back. Talk to uh, Stanford Route. It's a National League showdown as the Atlanta Braves wrap up their weekend series with the San Francisco Giants. The Braves have had a nice lead in the NL East and are looking to finish the regular season with the best record in the majors. While the San Francisco Giants are trying to secure one of the wildcard berths and then make some noise in the playoffs. Listen in Sunday with pregame starting at 3 and first pitch just after 4 on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. This Labor Day at the Home Depot, we're rolling out store-wide savings, like a new lower price of $99 on the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt 2-tool kit. Because we see long weekends as an opportunity to power up your projects. With the OnePlus battery system that works on over 280 products and counting. All driving you to do more this Labor Day at the Home Depot. Get the Ryobi OnePlus 18-volt 2-tool kit for a new low price of $99. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Attorney Matt Hoffman with Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We all love driving, but drunk drivers, distracted drivers, tourists, or just plain bad drivers can quickly turn a nice drive into a nightmare. At Battleborn, we understand how much you love driving, and we're here to help when things go wrong. Whether you've been in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, our experienced attorneys will help get the compensation you deserve. Because at Battleborn, your battle is our fight. If you've been injured, call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 766-1400. That's 766-1400, anywhere in Nevada. Meat Hop is offering you the very same premium meat that is purchased by all the finest steakhouses in Las Vegas. I described the Wonderful Week variety pack for only $99. It includes premium Angus Bistro Filets, premium Angus Flatiron Steaks. You get the finest grass-fed meats. Go to meetupvegas.com to place your order. This season, get in the game with the William Hill Pro Pick'em Football Contest. Just pick the winning teams, no point spreads, and take home your share of up to $1,210,000 in cash prizes. For a $25 entry fee, you'll be picking for your share of $10,000 in weekly prizes. For the 2020 season get to 215 season wins and stake your claim to a one million dollar cash bonus register today as week one picks must be in by kickoff on sunday september 10th for more details and to see a list of participating locations visit williamhill.us must be 21 gambling problem color text 1-800-522-4700 now back to cofield and company live at the golden circle sports book and bar inside treasure island every week we get a chance to talk to stanford route the former oakland raider talked to him a little earlier today and we got into uh, the start of the conversation was about Tyree Wilson, the rookie, the top seven pick in the draft for the Raiders, and how much he'll need to contribute to the defense and how much he really can. Yeah, I think that uh, remains to be seen. I think that if he can come in this season and have a productive year, and when I say productive, I mean somewhere in that six to eight to nine sack range, I think that'll be good as far as what people were expecting with him being the number seven overall pick. Obviously, a lot of people felt like he was a reach, like he was overdrafted. And I think that when you go ahead and you look at how Max Crosby being the stud that he is, he's going to need that book in. We know Chandler Jones, his best years are behind him. So you're going to need somebody to step up and be that eventual book in that he's going to um, sorely need. That way you could get more sacks on the quarterback, more quarterback hits, and help this secondary, which we both can agree it was not totally addressed the way it should have been throughout free agency or the draft. I think it's kind of interesting the whole notion that a veteran can kind of rub off and teach work habits to a young guy. First of all, because I want to talk about Crosby uh, teaching Wilson in, you know, in terms of being a pro and intensity. When you came into the league, Stanford route, was there someone on the Raiders 
who was kind of the guy who taught you? Um, or is that is this just a, a silly fallacy from the outside that you either have it or you don't? You, you don't learn work habits from a teammate. Well, the thing is, is that you wouldn't be in the NFL if you weren't talented. You wouldn't be in the NFL if you couldn't run fast, jump high, uh, bench press a brick house and squat, uh, you know, uh, a massive amount of weight and things like that. So you have the ability. But yes, it is a very important thing that you got to have that veteran leadership, whether it's somebody who's playing in front of you, whether it's somebody who's in another position, somebody who can help you understand to improve your approach to the game. Uh, two people to come to mind, Charles Woodson, Namdi Asamoah, just from a distance with Charles Woodson, but Namdi, our lockers were side by side. So that would be somebody I would pick their brain, things like that. And just helping me understand that so much about this game is mental. Yeah, you can run fast, you can jump high, all this, that, and the other. But so many things that Namdi taught me about recognizing the backfield set, recognizing the personnel, the formation, the split of the receiver, whether he has his inside or his outside foot up, whether he tries to adjust his gloves as he's leaving the huddle, about to go get lined up in his receiver position, just mannerisms, tendencies, little tips like that. And when you really pay attention to this game as closely as you can, you'll see as a defender Teams do not run a hundred different plays a game. They're giving you the tips. They're giving you the answers to the test. You just got to be able to identify them. And that right there, especially for a young defender, is very difficult being able to read your keys, but first knowing which keys to read. So, yes, veteran presence is definitely something that plays a very big part in a lot of young players' success. And in terms of motor, I mean, these are all big guys on both sides of the line. And at each level they move up, it gets more intense. And then some guys just kind of wilt when the, the level gets raised. And I, I think Max Crosby is a great example to watch. And over the summer, we got to see this Netflix quarterback where he's going against Mahomes and the Chiefs. And Mahomes is getting all pissed off because Max just goes 100%. And sometimes Max goes 115%. And sometimes it's over the line and he irks people. And then we saw the Cam Akers thing. We didn't really see it, but we heard about the Cam Akers thing. How important is that for Tyree Wilson you know, to not only use your God-given talent and your physicality, but also kind of follow Max Crosby to the point where maybe you do go over the line. Maybe you do frustrate the opponent. Maybe you do get in their head by doing that. Uh, to me, I'll tell you just like this, uh, Steve, I don't I, – I, I do not know of a way to play this game at a high level without being an a-hole, without playing this game pissed off, without being a bully. I don't know how you do it, especially on the defense side of the ball. You're over there in the trenches where it is like you and me right now. We go and we fight for about 10 seconds, and then somebody blows the whistle and says, okay, stop. And then we wait about 40 seconds, and then we fight again for 10 more seconds. That's what it's like when you're in the trenches. It is a battle every single play. As a DB, there may be times where you may go a whole quarter without having to come up and tackle somebody or get on the ground. But as a defensive lineman, you're always fighting somebody because you're trying to get to the quarterback and the offensive lineman or running back or a tight end is standing in your way. I don't know how you play this game at a high level at any position, especially defense side of the ball, without being in a bad mood, without being pissed off, without being an a-hole. I don't know how you do it. So Max Crosby being that guy that's relentless, that's something synonymous that you hear with a lot of top edge rushers. They're relentless. And the way that he toes the line, sometimes crosses the line because he just simply has a motor that just won't turn off. I don't know how you play this game. I don't know how you be elite without having those qualities or at least those superlatives that people will use to describe. you. So Max had a great year last year. We're talking to Stanford route, getting into the Raiders, Stanford back on with Cofield and company here on ESPN Las Vegas as we're live at TI inside Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. 
Max had a great year, um, but he could have had an even better year with the sacks in terms of finishing things off. How does this team that had, what, 27 sacks last year the entire season, that's not a good total, how do they finish off more sacks? Is it more pressure from the other side to help Max? Is it bring pressure from the safety position? What do they do to get that sack number up? You're probably going to have to go ahead and try to confuse the quarterback a little bit more. I think it it comes down to all different levels. You're probably going to have to get more exotic, run some more games, some more twists, some more stunts up front to try to get certain guys free because they may not be able to win the one-on-one type of matchup type of matchups of going against the offensive line. You're going to have to probably bring some more pressure from the linebackers of the DBs, but especially for the defensive backs, them being better in their coverage will then elude to I'm sorry not elude it'll then lead to more sacks up front because when that quarterback is not able to go to his first read he then has to go to his second read then possibly his third read that gives that pass rush that gives them one more split second to get to that quarterback because he's patting that ball he's not sure where to go nobody's open so he's trying to hold it hold it hold it and wait for something to open up so I think it goes hand in hand you can't have good secondary without good pass rush you can't have good pass rush without good secondary and everything in between so to answer your question it's gonna have to be a concerted effort from everybody on the defense side of the ball just in a different way from uh from each level so let's focus on the cornerbacks marcus peters came in you know kind of late from a free agency standpoint can you patchwork a defensive backfield hobbs is elite but can you patchwork things and then become an above average defensive backfield yeah, you can patchwork things, but it's going to have to be from uh, the coaching as well. You're going to have to, like I said, get more exotic. You're going to have to confuse the quarterback. You're going to have to be a little bit more creative with your coverages because you're not going to be able to go out there and just man up the receivers that you're going against. So you're going to have to confuse the quarterback, give a little bit more of the fire zone blitzes, maybe somehow, some way, give a little bit more of a of a delayed blitz where you'll have a linebacker that looks like he might be going, then it looks like he's dropping in the coverage. Oh, no, I'm actually blitzing just because once that back sees, then once that running back sees the linebacker not coming, he now scans to the other side of the offensive line. And that's when you can go ahead and sneak him because once you realize he's not coming, now a delayed attack is really imperative. It really, really compounds because, once again, he's coming in scot-free. That running back has already taken his eyes off of him. So you're going to have to get very creative. If you don't necessarily have the Legion of Boom, if you don't necessarily have the Denver Broncos defense from the 2015 season when they won the Super Bowl, if you don't have those juggernauts on the defense side of the ball, that's where you have to get more creative. And it comes down to coaching. you got to be able to disguise better. you got to be able to confuse the quarterback all around. He's our football insider, Stanford Route, former Oakland Raider. He's got the Believe in Raiders podcast. All right, on Sports Talk Radio, we talk about Josh Jacobs a lot. And mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of facts to wrap our heads around, but we keep talking about him. What do you think? We're getting close. This is about the time he should be reporting if he's going to be ready for the beginning of the season. Do we have some problems here? Uh, you don't have any problems that you didn't already have. Uh, I guess that's probably the best way to put it. So I would imagine Josh Jacobs is going to show up before week one to play uh, or at least be on the roster because right now, the way the CBA is set up, even if he was to hold out for the next three years or just the the remainder of the season, he has to play this year on the one-year franchise tag. He has to based on the CBA rules and regulations. So right now, sitting out, once you get to the season – 
you're not gaining anything. There's nothing you could possibly gain. So I'm all for get your money. You play running back. It is a depressed market, and it doesn't seem like the market's going to be increasing anytime soon. So you make sure that you go ahead and get every dollar that you have coming to you because even if he goes and has another great year, which I'm pretty sure he probably will, who's to say that outside of getting franchised again by the Raiders, he's going to find a contract where he's getting paid 10 plus million dollars a year. We don't know that. So that's why you want to make sure that you show up to work, make sure that you are there for all 18, 18 weeks, 17 games, and that you get every dollar that you're supposed to get this season, just because of the position that you play. And once that July 17th deadline passes, you are locked into playing on that one-year deal, whether you sit out, whether you don't sit out, whether you show up on time, all of that. So I think once you get to the season, you got to make sure that uh, financially you're making the right decision. Stanford, in the locker room, what happens in terms of, first, just a general enthusiasm about the season when one of your best players may not be there early in the season? I mean, obviously, you don't like it, but you get it. You understand it. There's not a player in that locker room that does not understand the situation that Josh Jacobs is in that is that disagrees with leading the league in rushing and actually, I don't know, wanting to be compensated for it <laughs> or, you know, wanting a new contract. So there's not going to be anybody that disagrees with it. They don't like it but they understand it just because they understand at the end of the day, this is what a lot of people do not understand, especially a lot of fans, Steve, is that we all wear the same color jersey, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that we're all teammates because you have 53 different independent contractors. And what I mean by that is everybody has a different situation. Everybody has a different aspect. Everybody has a different objective of why they're playing this game. You look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, fine person. Like I said, I've heard a lot of great things about him. Hopefully he plays well for them this year. But you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was the starter for the New England Patriots when Tom Brady was being suspended. He goes and I think he well, they win the first game against the Cardinals. I think the second game he gets hurt. They wind up winning that game as well. The third game, I think he uh, he's injured, so he doesn't play. Jacoby Brissett plays against the Texans. They win 27-0. And Jimmy Garoppolo didn't start that many games for the New England Patriots, but they traded him to the 49ers. And guess what? As soon as he gets to the 49ers, they gave him, what, five years, $127 million or something like that. And now, look, Three years, 60, 70 million, whatever it is for the for the Las Vegas Raiders that he just signed for back early this year. And he doesn't have any problem getting his money. He doesn't have any problem generating generational wealth. And from somebody that hasn't played or started that many games because they've been injured for a good amount of them. So everybody has a different objective. Everybody's on a different path. Right now, Josh Jacobs wants to get lineage changing wealth. That's what he wants. So everybody understands it. Okay, you know what? Everybody's in a different position versus the Devontae Adams or the Max Crosby's or the Jimmy Garoppolo's and now what you see right now with the Josh Jacobs. So your teammates don't like it, but they understand it because everybody is playing this game because, A, they love it. But B, nobody out here wants to just play for chicken scratch. Nobody wants to play for jump change. Everybody wants to be able to change the situation that they're in or at least be able to uplift them and their family members from the situation that they once were in and to try to better it and illuminate it even more. So your teammates, they won't like it, but they definitely understand it and they respect it. It's Friday, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar Inside. Treasure Island, Stanford Route is on Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. 
in addition to your Believe in Raiders podcast, you're doing something called All Facts, No Cap. What is this podcast yes. about? Oh man, all facts, no cap is exactly what it uh oh, well, what the uh what the the uh, the, the title is, is that I got different people on there uh from whether it's Mike Hill or whether it is uh, certain comedians Roy Woods. I've even had let me see here Quandary Diggs on there, several football players. So from all walks of life, uh, all different kinds of people, and that's exactly what it is. All facts, no cap, no holds barred, no subject is off limits. I'm willing to go as deep as far as you want to go. Anything. Like like that it's definitely great uh it's on apple Podcasts, it's on spotify it's on youtube any place that you can go ahead and listen to your podcast or download it it's on there going to be dropping a new episode next week so make sure to look out for it what do you think is going to happen out of the gates with the raiders season uh, i think we're you know we're both kind of leaning towards jacobs will be back but he's probably not going to get a full load of action in game number one it's at denver and boy mm-hmm. oh boy sean payton ruffled some feathers kind of being a, a jerk about the former coach and some coaches yeah. spoke out about him, about the coaching fraternity. You just don't do that. He's an arrogant guy. Um, now, on top of that, or in addition to that now, his wide receivers are dropping left and right. Jerry Judy just the other day, he's down. They lost Tim Patrick. They've got other receivers who were hurt. How good is Denver going to be as they try to you know, rebuild the confidence, uh, revitalize the career of Russell Wilson? And then he, he looks around and he, his weapons are not great. TBT. <laughs> That'd probably be the best way to describe it to be determined just because we see how the Denver Broncos played last year on offensive. Offensively, they were putrid. They were still good on defense. You got Patrick Sertain, the second PS2. He's going to have another great year. You had Justin Simmons. You know, he's going to have another great year as well. I think defensively, they're going to be good. Offensively, is Sean Payton going to be the key to getting Russell Wilson back on track? Obviously, Cortland Sutton is going to be back. He's going to be another year removed from his injury couple years ago I think he's going to bounce back this year as well and is Sean Payton the new marriage with him and Russell Wilson how was that going to go because we know that Sean Payton over the years has been able to win with any type of quarterback whether it was Taysom Hill whether it was Drew Brees whether it was Andy Dalton or just the numerous uh, quarterbacks that you've seen that have come through the New Orleans Saints and then also being able to still have productive numbers without having a quote-unquote top receiver because other than Michael Thomas in the latter years of Drew Brees' career, Drew Brees never played with a number one guy, never played with a top guy. So losing the receivers the way that the Denver Broncos have been as of late, based on Sean Payton's history, that's not something that's going to necessarily be the kiss of death or the nail in the coffin. It's just a matter of, how was this marriage going to work between this new head coach and the quarterback that seemingly had a horrible year? And people are wondering, was it just a blip on the radar or is it a precursor for what's now to come? There he is. Stanford route. Former Raider NFL insider joins us on uh, Thursdays or Fridays. We're here at the wonderful, awesome Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island Sportsbook is open right now. If uh, you come down here, they're not open. Guess what? Kiosk. Fitting kiosk open 24-7. We come back, close out, in the grab bag. Attorney Matt Hoffman with Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We all love driving, but drunk drivers, distracted drivers, tourists, or just plain bad drivers can quickly turn a nice drive into a nightmare. At Battleborn, we understand how much you love driving, and we're here to help when things go wrong. Whether you've been in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, our experienced attorneys will help get the compensation you deserve. Because at Battleborn, your battle is our fight. If you've been injured, call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 766-1400. That's 766-1400. 
anywhere in Nevada. It's Cofield. I've got John from Nova Home Loans here with me. How has inflation affected home buying, John? Great question, Steve. Because of inflation, we have interest rates that we have not seen since 2001, which has caused the cost of buying a home to skyrocket. If you're in the market to buy a home, Nova Home Loans has a way to fight inflation and save you thousands of dollars on your next home purchase. But if you don't call, you don't save. We're at NMLS 777 So if you need a loan, pick up the phone. 577-2600. Nova Home Loans. C-A-P-T-A-I-N C-A-P-T-A-I-N Call the captain if you want to win Call the captain if you want to win I'm attorney Craig Drummond, a former captain in the U.S. Army and Iraq veteran. If you have been injured, give my law firm a call. I will bring my two decades of proven courtroom experience to fight for you. If you want to win, give me a call. Injured? Call the captain at 725-CAPTAIN. That's 725-C-A-P-T-A-I-N. It's summer. Time for peace, love, and V-Dub. Right now, all new 2023 Volkswagen ID.4s are eligible for 3.9% APR for up to 72 months. All new ID.4s also come with three years of included charging, so you can SUV smarter. Stylish, roomy, fun, and electric. Head down to Finley Volkswagen Henderson in the Valley Auto Mall to get yours today. OAC through Volkswagen Credit, 3.9% APR, no down payment required. Available on new, unused 2023 ID.4 models. Monthly payment for every $1,000 you finance for 72 months is $15.60. Expires 9-5-23. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Fantasy football draft season is here, and your number one draft party destination is Sapphire. Don't miss our sexy sports podcaster and Instagram vixen Lisa Ann. She kicks off the fantasy football draft party poolside at Sapphire Day Club, complete with dozens of topless entertainers. Stake out your top picks with free Wi-Fi and our fantasy draft boards. Draft poolside or inside Sapphire Las Vegas. Packages are available now at sapphirelasvegas.com or sapphiredayclub.com. Text or call 702-869-0003 to reserve your draft party today. Sign up today for a new William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports account and you can earn a $50 bonus on top of your original $50 or more deposit using promo code GET50. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app allows you to bet on the go from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. With the largest wagering menu, the Mobile Sports app features live in-play betting on all major sports. For more information and to see participating sign-up locations, visit WilliamHill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the new house of silver and black, Jack. Boyd Gaming is now a proud partner of your Las Vegas Raiders. And there's one motto, just win, baby. Because with Boyd, every day is game day. And everybody is a fan. Orleans, Suncoast, Fremont, and the Boyd family of casinos. Where the Raiders want to be. Don't let the game get out of hand. For assistance, call 800-522-4700. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. So we're at Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar, Friday home. Took a couple weeks off. We're back here for the football season. Fired up to be here. Take advantage of the uh, great Friday specials and 55-plus TVs to watch all the games on sportsbook right here. If they're uh, not open, got the uh, betting kiosk open twenty four seven. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, Mateo on the scene. Uh, reminder: tomorrow, ESPN Las Vegas is back here for Saturday morning setup for the football season. Every week, nine a to eleven uh, a. Magnum and Lindsay will be out here getting ready, recapping the uh, the week that was, and looking ahead to uh, both college football and the NFL. 
on Sundays. Did you bet anything? Are you so deep right now with the Raiders in the NFL that you can you even bet college football? I haven't seen enough. So I don't yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's nothing to see, so you'd have to be no, reading up like, on you stuff. Can, yeah, you can read. I mean, yeah. yeah, I just don't have time to do it. It's NFL time. Uh, tomorrow, there are four UNLV opponents in action. A little scouting time. Um, not a UNLV opponent is Notre Dame and Navy. Uh, they're playing in uh, Dublin. Twenty and a half is the number in that one. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Uh, for the Irish is they, they did upgrade a quarterback in stealing Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, but they did lose Tommy Reese at OC, and I don't know that they've collected enough elite talent to be awesome this year uh, at the skill position. Their running backs are good. We've been talking about their wide receivers, so we'll see what Hartman does with the wide receivers, but uh, that one's 20 and a half. Uh, UTEP is playing at Jacksonville State. Why do we care? Well, UNLV is going to be at UTEP in uh, week four of the season, so Get a chance to see UTEP, um, UMass, uh, UMass, New Mexico State. That's a seven-point spread with New Mexico State favor. Tony Sanchez on the staff at New Mexico State. And then there's Ohio and San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State at home is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but Ohio does have their quarterback back. He's uh, recovering from an ACL, but Rourke's a pretty good player, so I wonder what's going to happen with San Diego State. Same quarterback in Jalen Maiden, who I didn't think was great last year. They've had some losses, so we'll see what their defense looks like. And they do have a new OC. So he actually had a whole offseason as a quarterback, which I think is a really big deal. And that is a very valid point. Explain that. Uh, he's a converted, believe, defensive player, wasn't he? A safety? Uh, not in the middle of the season, but once the season had started, it looked pretty bad at quarterback. They had a lot of injury issues, so they're like, all right, we got to get made. We got to yeah. get uh, this guy to switch over from defense to offense. Yeah. And started playing quarterback in one games was, I think was he's serviceable. Yeah, I think he's pretty uh, solid. But I think now with an offseason, I'm interested to see how well he can play. His biggest thing for me when I watched him, because he wasn't great uh, against UNLV uh, down there, a, a lot of it's his throw mechanics. He just gets a little bit sloppy. And a, a lot of his, you know, this happens with a lot of quarterbacks, and especially guys who aren't playing and throwing all the time. A lot of his stuff nosedives. So he's just got to clean that up. But he's a freaking moose. He's a gigantic dude. He certainly can run the ball. And uh, he's got a cannon. He's got to be more accurate with it. And then a couple more games to close out the day. I wish these were spread out a little bit more, but unfortunately Hawaii is not hosting Vandy, although last year they hosted them, and that was one of the worst games I saw all season. Uh, Vandy is 17.5 in that one, and then the uh, 5 o'clock closer is San Jose State against USC. That number's sitting at 31. I got chastised yesterday for betting too early. Brad Powers is like, why would you take San Jose State at 31 now when it's probably going to go to 31.5 or 32 on Saturday? You're right. I'm a noob. I've never done this before. <laughs> well, you've tried. You, you've never. Uh, there is a difference between people that are betting casually and people that are actually trying to do it to win. But but I shouldn't be a casual. I should be you're a little. Not, bit. You're, if you're not invest, if you're not spending right, that's 12, 13 hours a day doing it, then you're not. It's also it's also pizza money. I'm not. Yeah. It's not like I put a you know Phil Mickelson size bet on yeah. the game. Uh, thanks again to the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar for hosting the show. We'll be here every Friday throughout the football season. Demond, good job dealing with the uh, tech stuff. Mateo, same thing. Adam, great job. Have a good weekend. Win some money at football.